Hello everyone and welcome to this very special broadcast event today brought to you by Census Technologies. I'm your host Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's event is really exciting because we're talking to two people who do amazing work at VA hospitals in the United States and who also work with Census as Service Plus customers. And so we're thrilled to have Alina Easley and Jarvis Smith joining us here on the broadcast today. Alina is the Census Track Coordinator at Temple Veterans Affairs Hospital and Jarvis is the Assistant Section Chief at Malcolm Randall VA Hospital in Gainesville, Florida. And we're also joined by Kelly Swales, the Director of Clinical Services at Census Technologies. And we had a great conversation right before Christmas that we're going to play for you, where we discussed some of the challenges that each of these people have had over the last year as SPD leaders and the solutions they were able to find. And so after that, we'll also be taking your live questions. And so Make sure to put as many questions or comments that you have for our panelists in the comment section as we go along. We'll be back to answer those as soon as our pre-recorded conversation is over. So without further ado, let's get to our featured conversation today with Kelly, Alina, and Jarvis right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our live conversation today brought to you by Census Technologies. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us for this conversation. We are really excited to have you along. Today on the broadcast, we're going to be discussing some of the challenges faced by hospitals over the last year and how they were over to, able to overcome some of those challenges as well and leverage some of their partners uh, in doing so. So we have a really exciting conversation coming up for you. I want to introduce our panel of guests here for you today. First, we have Kelly Swales. She's the Director of Clinical Services at Census Technologies. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And we're also thrilled to be joined today by Alina Easley. She is the Sensitrack Coordinator at Temple Veterans Affair Hospital. Alina, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And last but not least, we have Jarvis Smith. He's an Assistant Section Chief for Malcolm Randall Gainesville uh, Hospital as well. I'm glad to be here. Thank you also. Absolutely. So Alina and Jarvis, uh, with you um, coming kind of from outside the census, uh, the census area, uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves. I'd love to get to know you first and foremost. So uh, Alina, why don't you kick us off and tell us a little bit about your background and, uh, and your role where you're working right now. Once again, hi, my name is Alina Easley. I am the Sister Track Coordinator for Central Texas Veteran Healthcare Center. I have been with the facility for eight years in this position for three years. Before I began my career as a MST, I actually was a dental assistant for various years, and I am currently pursuing my degree in information technology. Excellent stuff. And Jarvis, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself as well and your current role. Okay. Hi, hi, how you doing, everyone? My name is Jarvis Smith, and I'm the assistant section chief of sterile processing here at the um, McElmurray VA, Gainesville, Florida. Um, I've been in SPS sterile processing for 14 years. I um, started out as uh, my background, I was in the Marines and then doing logistics, and my background from logistics um, came over into the um, VA side as um, I came in as a supervisor, inventory management um, at SPS, and I've been um, 14 years I've been doing the job and in my current role as assistant section chief, I've been doing it um, for seven years now. And I'm responsible for the operations, uh, for the day-to-day -day operations of the um, sterile processing here. Very excellent stuff. So you're both excellent people to talk to just about what's been going on over the last year and uh, the way that you've been able to solve some of the challenges and hurdles that you've come up against. And so as SPD leaders, can you describe some of the challenges that you face in your roles uh, managing your departments and its operations? So Jarvis, tell us a little bit about that and some of the challenges that you faced um, in your role this past year. 
Uh, this past year, because we, uh, you know, we're still in a pandemic. Um, some of the biggest challenges is uh, staffing, number one, um, and keeping staffing, having enough staff to do the work. Um, also, keeping your staff healthy and following the protocols, um, you know, because we had several instances where we lost staff due to COVID um, and where we were down numbers and having to adjust to the needs of your customers. Um, the OR, you know, they we was one day we was maybe doing at one week we had 50 percent that we're doing it the next week because of the numbers and how things are changing we may be at 90 percent so just trying to keep my team focused and um trying to make sure that everyone is know the task at hand and you know trying to overcome our barriers um we had staffing issues we had ppe issues where we had things on national back orders um just you know just and keeping everyone grounded and understanding the mission of what we have to do in our roles and um, providing a good product for the patient. Absolutely. And Alina, same thing. Uh, what, what sorts of challenges did you come up against in 2021 uh, with your role and what you do uh, there with Tem Temple Veterans Affairs Hospital? I would have to um, agree with Mr. Smith. We also ran into a lot of milestones with um, staffing and being short staffed and people being detailed out, it really put a strain on the staff as far as compliance in various areas, as well as being able to implement new areas utilizing SensorTrack. It was a little bit of a struggle because, you know, our percentage of clinical procedures went down. So therefore, a lot of the staff was not there. So a lot of things that we had projected out to accomplish was not able to meet those time frames, those goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about how disruptive those challenges were to what your objectives and goals were, you know, as a group and for your departments. Uh, Alina, tell us a little bit more about that and and why that disruption uh, maybe caused some some struggles for you. So, for instance, for where the procedures going down, the clinical procedures going down, the clinical staff was detailed to the COVID floor. Therefore, we didn't have any staff there, so we couldn't implement case tracking in various places. For instance, our ENT, we had projected them to be implemented at the beginning of this new physical year, um, but we were able to do that because a lot of staff was detailed out. As far as um, compliance as well, for the OR, we started running into issues with the OR not being as compliant with their post case tracking scanning because they said that they they didn't have the staff they didn't have the time they were overworked so things of that sort we saw some trends with our reports that we were we were declining in so but we were we were able to overcome those so with coming back up that's fantastic and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that here in just a moment but Jarvis tell us a little bit about that from your perspective as well how these challenges maybe uh, disrupted goals and objectives that you had for this year um, some of the same issues that um, um, Elena had was that we tried to uh, balance the workload with uh, the staffing because a lot of the clinical staff in the OR and, and some of our other customers with detail to the COVID floor and whatnot, um, you know, just trying to um, one of the big things that we were trying to do this year was to take for GI Lab, we wanted to um, have them start using sensor track to start um, posting their uh, the pre-cleaning times of the scopes. So that kind of delayed the process of us moving forward with that, that we're, we're finally now getting to that point where we're able to um, have the GI lab use sensor track. You know, so some of the things that we wanted to do um, 
Uh, with Central Track, we wasn't able to do it because we just had to delay it because of, uh, you know, everybody, staffing shortages hit everyone. We had um, not just FPS throughout the whole entire facility. So we just had to adjust to whatever the needs of the customers to make things happen. And Kelly, is this somewhat consistent with what you've seen uh, just from, from different hospitals across the country, just that staffing shortages and things like that really limited their ability to do certain things? Yes. And, you know, so I've been going to hospitals over the U.S., Canada, Puerto Rico, doing clinical assessments on their utilization of Sensortrack. And it is a common occurrence that I'm seeing staffing is probably the number one issue. And so one of my main things that I do is really work with customers and kind of identify some areas of where can you maybe alleviate some of that work they have to do. And my number one recommendation is always start doing quality audits on your documentation. And then when you're doing quality audits and you know your documentation is complete, then you can get away from paper documentation. So for example, I was at a customer in October and he had worked the night shift just to kind of, this was a manager, just to kind of see how the flow goes. And he said, yeah, I documented everything in SensorTrack. Then I went over and documented on paper all the boy dicks, the wash test, everything that first lords of the day. And he said, I literally sat for an hour and did all that work. And then I think of the rest of the day, everyone had to document. And he said, we have to get away from paper. We have to go complete electronic because look at that huge time saver. And I said, well, what better time than the present, especially when you're short staff. So if they don't have to be doing that paper, then look at the time they're going to save and you'll be able to get more done. So Jarvis, hearing that, obviously, you know, have you seen the benefit at times this year of being able to leverage technology to help fill some of those gaps that you've experienced when it comes to being short-staffed in, in, in certain ways? Oh, yes. I mean, um, the documentation part was huge for us in Gainesville um, this year. We actually um, went live on um, the electronic documentation, the sensor track in October. So for us, it was a, it was a game changer for us not having to um, document all that paperwork. We was able to do it in sensor track. Staff was happy with it. They were more efficient. So definitely using technology, um, sensor track, it, you know, that's, you know, that helps us out every day when we trend in, when we looking at um, things that customers usage, what we need, uh, our priorities, because right now, in this pandemic, we are really big on prioritizing our work and getting exactly what the customer needs because of the staffing shortages and different things. And then Alina, from, from your perspective, uh, tell us a little bit about the avenues that you took to help overcome the challenges that you were explaining earlier and how you leveraged clinically trained uh, experts to help address some of the issues that you had. So what we did was we had to take a step back and look at what was a priority as far as implementing when our clinical staff came back to their area, you know, we met with leadership and we actually talked to them and asked them, is this going to be feasible for you all to begin this new phase of utilizing sensor track because it is new for the, that particular clinical area, which we were able to do it in phases. For instance, our dental facility, um, our dental clinic, I'm sorry, they're actually our largest service outside of the OR. So what we did was instead of implementing them entirely at once, we did it in phases. So that's how we were able to overcome some of our challenges. We weren't able to implement all at once. We just had to do it in phases. And we were actually able to implement just about every single clinic that we did project out to do. We were able to implement just about every single one except one. <laughs> so, yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible. So, Kelly, when you hear about the challenges that, that 
people like Kelly, uh, that Alina and Jarvis faced over the year. Um, you know, when you hear about those challenges, how do you help them and how do you come in and maybe take the approach of, of hearing what their issues are and, and knowing how SensorTrack is going to be able to solve them? How do you, how do you have those conversations and uh, come in and help meet the needs that people are having? Yep. So one of the main things, you know, you also have to keep in mind you're uh, being compliant. So you also make sure you're compliant. Make sure you do everything as you're supposed to. You want to keep your patients safe. You want to be compliant with your joint commission, any errand standards. And so many times I see when you're short-staffed and people are rushing or hurrying, some of that things will get missed. So as I mentioned earlier, doing those quality checks, making sure everything is complete. And then doing the things that you can. Jarvis, you mentioned that you got the um, endo uh, endoscopy center to start documenting that, that bedside clean. That is a phenomenal way for them to know when that scope had the pre-clean. Because now when you get it into the um, decontam endoscopy area, you can then look right in sensor track and it tells me when that scope is pre-cleaned. So do I have to do delayed processing or can I do my routine? That can be a huge, huge, huge time saver. And so there's little things that if everybody works together and you know we can get more done and more quality work done in lesser time. And it's simply you know a few clicks of a button. Um, it's amazing the things that you can get documented. Absolutely, absolutely. So Alina, now knowing this heading into 2022, how do you feel like you're gonna be able to grow and move forward as a result of maybe improved processes and things like that? Um, I think that we're going to be able to grow because um, the other facility, the other clinics and services that is utilizing SensorTrack, they actually have grown to love it. So word of mouth is spreading. And so they're like, this is awesome. We can do, you know, quality feedback on SPS. When are we getting implemented? So I think just just. Um, integrating with other services has really helped growing the team aspect and collaborating together. So I really think it's going to help us continue to grow our outside users with SensorTrack. Yeah, and Jarvis, uh, same question. How do you feel like this will be able to continue to grow and move forward as you, you know, improve processes and, and are able to be more efficient? Same thing, just trying to grow it to your, you know, outside customers to use it. Um, for scanning, um, we want to see, we try to get the more scanning in the OR in our other clinics and things that they can feel comfortable with SensorTrack to actually scan um, so we can track everything. So we can, you know, make sure the things we can find it is in the correct location. And, you know, and just my team growing, um, trying to, um, we're trying to get to the level of where we have, everybody is, is a SensorTrack um, super user, you know, that they, that staff understands it, that um, they can go in there and pull reports or they can pull their productivity and understand things. Um, uh, what we, our mission and where we're trying to go using sensor track because um, we're doing a lot more of the task efficiency, uh, scanning that, those type of things. So we're just trying to just get our staff to understand that this is the system that we're using and this is so they can understand it and that um, that everybody's successful doing their job and we're using sensor track. And Jarvis, can you tell us a little bit about maybe the implementation process? Was that a difficult process to walk through? Uh, just kind of talk us through that aspect of it as well. Uh, with sensor track, well, we've had sensor track for a long time in Gainesville. Um, uh, long, long time. I think for us, the, the Gainesville biggest issue was um, Evolving with sensor track because we had it um, for years. You know, I, I started in 2008 here, and they had it before then. 
Um, so just us trying to evolve with all the new modules and um, like scope track. We're just starting scope track in, in this year also as tracking scope. So it was just for us, it's like once we get the training, which is some of the services that you guys provide um, where you guys come on site and um, train us. And once we get that training and come up with a flow and come up with a process, we, we you know, implementation, we, we start off with our supervisors understanding um, our lead techs understand, and then once the, the key people understand, then with the staff is usually it just we flow right into it. And we do a lot of training, a lot of hands on. Um, you know, we use Sensor Track, our um, client manager, and um, all those guys that's available to us to ask questions that, that help us um, able to implement um, different modules and things that we want to use in Sensor Track. And Kelly, I guess that raises a good point that uh, that some people are going to be legacy users and have been using it for a long time, and other people have been using CentraTrack for a short period of time, right? And um, there are positives to, to both of those. Correct. And even when you look at, so Jarvis has had it for many years, he's um, had CentraTrack for many years, but yet you always have new staff coming through. So while you can look at this and go, oh, yep, you know, we all we all know how to use it, but those new staff that are coming through may not. Or even with someone that does use it, maybe they're not using it to its full potential. Or they're leaving off a little portion of how they're using it. And so that's kind of one of the benefits is let's look at your account, let's go through this, and then see where we can help you to maximize your usage. Yeah, that's a that, that's an excellent point. And Alina, uh, tell us a little bit about that from your perspective. Are you more of a, on the new adoption side, or has SensorTrack been around for a long time in Temple? Um, we've been utilizing SensorTrack since 2017, um, but we were not using it at its full capacity or, or potential until I actually took over this position and we received those business reviews and we saw areas that we needed to begin to utilize. So those business reviews really helped us see, okay, we need to start using this. This is a way that we can use this. So I would say that that, that is wonderful for them to come out and, and grade your site and tell you what you need to grow and areas of improvement in. Um, actually, Kelly came out and she actually taught me how to do uh, compliance reports that I had no idea on how to do, which really helped us clean up our data as far as making sure that people are um, passing out the loads into its entirety, making sure that we have people deleted out of the system that is not utilizing the system or suspending their accounts. So it really helps you as a facility clean up your stuff and get better. Yeah, that's that's an excellent point. And I, I suppose, Kelly, that that's, that's an important aspect of what you do as well, just taking that hands-on consultative approach to make sure that people are able to use the platform to the fullest of its extent because, you know, the, that's, that's a good way to, to help make sure that everyone is enjoying the experience as well. Right. Yep. And like, and so with Jarvis's facility and the four sister hospitals there, I've done their assessments the last three years. Uh, coming up, beginning 2020, I'll do their, it'll be my fourth year doing their assessments. And it's, you know, it's nice working with them through the years because you can't just go in and say, yep, here's everything. Here you go. Sometimes it's baby steps. Um, don't want to do information overload. You have to get that staff compliance. So one, it's one thing to say, hey, let's do this. Really think you should be doing this. You know, to be compliant, you have to do this. But then it's getting the staff to do it and that follow through. So it's nice working with the same customers year after year, doing their assessments and that training so that we can get all that done and have you perfect, as I say. Because in still processing, it has to be perfect documentation. <laughs> 
It's an excellent point. It's an excellent point. Well, it's been great getting a chance to, to hear you from your perspectives, hear some of the challenges that you've had over the last uh, the last year or so, especially as it relates to SPD. And so um, it's been interesting just getting a chance to learn about those challenges and also how you overcame them and the way that you're each utilizing Centratrack at your facilities, I think is, is really fantastic. And so I'd love to get uh, final thoughts from each of you here before we sign off today. Jarvis, let's, let's start with you. Just any final thoughts, anything that you want our viewers and listeners to walk away with here today after watching the broadcast or um, any, you know, just summary statements that you'd like to make just about what we've talked about here today. So the floor is yours just for any final comments. Um, SPS, you know, I, I said SPS is the heartbeat of the, any um, facility or hospital system. Um, that the main thing about SPS is that we, even with our barriers and um, things that we have to face that, you know, we, we have to get it right and we have to overcome and, and you know, and most, for the most part, our staff are resilient and they, you know, they, they get it done and they come through and make sure it's done right and, and they understand that it's a, it's, a, it's a patient at the end of their product and our job is to put out a good product every day. Excellent, excellent stuff, absolutely. And Alina, any final thoughts, anything you want to leave our viewers with here today? Yes, I just want to leave everybody with, I like uh, Mr. Smith said, I understand that we're in a pandemic. I understand that everybody has to be very flexible. But as he stated, we are resilient and we will overcome and we're just going to continue to put that patient first. 100%. And Kelly, wrap us up here today with any final thoughts uh, on, on what we've discussed here today and anything you want the viewers to walk away with. Yeah, I think, you know, they mentioned it's it's been, or you've mentioned it's been a challenging year for all of us. And it's kind of that we all need to come together. We all need to get this, do what we have to do to keep our patients safe, to keep ourselves safe, as well as get everything done um, in time. It's always quality over quantity. We know that can be a little challenging, um, but any way you can maximize your uses of Sensitrack so that way you can make things easier, um, I highly recommend doing it. You know, reach out to your client manager, reach out to myself uh, for assistance. So we're always a phone call, email away, and we can assist everyone and anyone so that way you can maximize that use and um, be a little more efficient and have um, and be compliant. Fantastic stuff. Thank you so much to all three of you for joining us today. Kelly Swales, Alina Easley, and Jarvis Smith. It's been a pleasure having you on this live broadcast with us here today to talk a little bit more about the challenges that you faced this year and then how you've been able to overcome them. It's been a, it's been a pleasure having this conversation with you. Same here. Thank you. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the live Q&A portion now of the broadcast. Thrilled to have you along with us still. So we are going to go through some uh, some commonly asked questions, some, some FAQs, if you will, starting off with Alina and Jarvis. And so, Alina and Jarvis, what was the biggest thing that your SPD accomplished in 2021? Uh, Alina, why don't you go first? Uh, do you have anything that, the, that your SPD accomplished in 2021 that you think is the biggest thing that they did? I'm sorry about that. Can you all hear me? 
Good to go. Okay. So our biggest accomplishment in 2021 was we had a big marking project that Census actually did for us. Uh, we got all of our instrumentation marked at our Temple, Austin, and Waco facilities. And so we are now scanning at the instrument level. So that was a huge milestone for us. So that's wonderful. Excellent stuff. Jarvis, what about you? Uh, what was your biggest uh, SPD accomplishment in 2021? Um, for us, um, we go on electronic the documentation and also the implementation of the sensor track part of Lona Link was huge for us. Um, Gainesville, out of our five facilities, we were the only ones that um, wasn't doing the electronic documentation and sensor track. And currently, we're as of October, we've been um, doing electronic documentation. Excellent. So in addition to, to what you guys just described, um, so what are some of the maybe challenges that you still struggle with other than staffing? Obviously, staffing is going to remain a challenge, but uh, but for you guys, Alina and Jarvis, what are some of the other challenges that are that still exist right now as we uh, have now entered into 2022? Alina? I would say our biggest challenge that we are experiencing is scanning compliance. Uh, the staff knows how to scan, but just them being compliant with scanning back to sterile storage areas or just missing scans for here and there um, is very important for, you know, to do all the scanning appropriately. Um, but we are kind of struggling with that. We're missing it in key areas. So just being compliant and consistent with the scanning. Yeah, that's a that's a really really good uh, point to raise, uh, Alina. What about you, Jarvis? I would say the same. It's just, you know, it's it's only it's going to be as good as the information you're putting in there. So making sure that staffing and scanning properly, and um, scanning in the correct sequence and things like that, so you can pull that information out of sense track is um, one of the biggest challenges we still have. Um, so. Jarvis, we got a question from the audience, from Billy in the audience, and he asks, um, is your facility utilizing the competency module? Can you speak to that? Um, not currently. It's been discussion about it, but that's something that um, management hasn't made a decision on whether we're going to go down that route or not. But we're currently um, doing them uh, the way we've been doing them, uh, competencies, paper competencies. But um, we have had discussions about uh, using sister track for competencies. Excellent. Thank you for uh, for answering that question. Kelly, let's pivot over to you. Uh, tell us what services does the census clinical team offer? Yep. So we offer um, on-site utilization assessments and training. Um, along with that, there's data services, market engagements. We also offer um, census track essentials for management. That is a uh, monthly virtual training event that we offer um, for our customers so that they can learn the A to Z of SensorTrack, as well as, um, you know, we're, we're a phone call, email away. So we're always here to ask any um, or answer any questions that you may have to help keep everyone compliant, um, you know, because we're keeping up on standards, changing and updating, and then relaying that down to our census team so that we make sure Sensor track can help them make everyone or help everyone be compliant. And kind of um, with what they were saying previously about, you know, compliance with scanning, it's kind of where I say, make sure we're doing those quality audits because those quality audits are going to help you identify where the scanning is not happening or where that documentation is not happening. And then with that, if you're doing it, you know, the day of, 
you know who was working in sterilization, so you know who to go directly to and then have a conversation with them and say, hey, I looked at this load, you didn't scan into storage, so it's still sitting in the sterilizer. Just a reminder, need you to um, scan everything that comes out of that sterilizer. And that provides a little bit more accountability, right? Which, which is good for everyone in an organization. Yes. Absolutely. So Kelly, uh, tell us a little bit more about what some of the common pain points um, that Census can help address in a sterile processing department. Tell us a little bit about some of those pain points that, that Census really helps with. Yep. So I think compliance is number one. Um, many times I go on site and I see that they have a cart washer, they're not running a wash test. So we'll address that. Um, Amy standards, ST79 clearly states you need to check that daily, every day that it's used. So I help customers get that up to um, up to speed so that they're using that and they're documenting that. Along with that is documenting loads that they don't process a biological in. Um, sometimes they just leave it and they need to be going in and documenting NA because they didn't have a biological, as well as their complete documentation of process loads. That's that pass-fail, the cycle, if it's steam, there's parameters. Um, those are probably some of the, the, the main ones that I'm seeing. And then along with that, just keeping your database clean, looking at your users, looking at your access levels, um, looking at your container comments. So if I'm in decontam, I get a certain pop-up telling me with special instructions. If I'm in assembly, there's special instructions. So just kind of that overall, um, your whole database of keeping everything clean, accurate, and up to date. Good stuff. Excellent, excellent stuff, and a great explanation um, there. We appreciate that very much. So, Alina and Jarvis, tell us a little bit about, you know, we just hit 2022. It's a big time for goal setting. Tell us what your biggest goals are for 2022. Jarvis, why don't you kick us off? Um, I think for us, we, you know, um, just, you know, getting better at staff using sensor track and, you know, building their understanding of sensor track. And I, I do know that, you know, another big thing of uh, that we're, talking about is staff retention, things like that. It's always about the staffing because you want to make sure they have what they need and that they're um, happy and that we got to, you know, that we can get the uh, uh, job done. Certainly, certainly. That's a great goal for 2022. Alina, what about you? Our biggest goal is going paperless, implementing the competency module, as well as doing interfaces with the machines. We would love to do that. So that's a goal for this upcoming year. Well, this year currently. So we've talked a lot about challenges and, and things that you want to do better and goals and that sort of thing. But what are some things that your SPD does well that others could replicate? Where do you want maybe other people to learn from what you guys are doing well right now? Jarvis, um, speak to that for me. Um, when you asked me that question, I would say we do everything well. <laughs> but no, um, it's, it's uh, I think just you using it uh we have very good processes here and i think that we you know we 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 look at sensor track and we use sensor track and we try to make sure that our way of we scanning and our processes match and that you know that anybody can pull the information or anybody that walks in that they can um understand how how our processes flow and we able to have that uh that data to to match that so they can understand it um so it's you know for us we vary by processes and education that they understand in the process and alina what about you what are some things that your spd does well that others could learn from and replicate 
Uh, I would say kind of what Jarvis said, a little bit of our processes, the whole entire workflow that we have with SensorTrack is wonderful, as well as our case tracking, um, having other clinical areas utilizing that. I feel like a lot of people could come and view us how we have other, a lot of our clinical area utilizing case tracking. So I think that could be something that people could look at. That's some excellent advice from the two of you there on that question. So Kelly, let's pivot back over to you. Can you share any success stories of utilizing censuses, you know, clinical services and that sort of thing? Do you have any examples and other success stories outside of Alina and Jarvis that you can share with us here today? Yeah, I, you know, was recently at a customer and they were not scanning Indicatam at all um, and didn't know that really that they had to. So while I was just on there for, I was on site for the assessment, Kind of went through the whole process um you know, didn't want them to wait until our trainer came on site in a few weeks i thought you know let me show them now how they can do this and so right then and there we turned on their computers got their scanners going showed them how quick it was to click on that decontam module and then scan everything into it now they're able to document that that um, container was cleaned empty that case card with those peel packs and then along with that they're able to see any cleaning instructions so that that was a huge win um, because when you looked at their container history, they had no documentation showing that those containers were ever clean. And as you know, if you didn't document it, it didn't happen. So nice to see that you've got that, um, that you're compliant and that you have that documentation complete. That's a great story, and I think a great example um, there, Kelly. So thank you for, for sharing that. We have a question from the audience, and Kelly, I think you're probably the best person to take this. Um, Peter asks, can census document the cleaning of a flexible scope using an ATP tester? Can you speak to that, Kelly? Yes. So um, the way how our scope track advance is set up is if you're using ATP testing and it's a number, then in those cleaning steps, you document that it's an ATP or, you know, right, um, residue and so then it's going to read it so you'd enter in that number if it's five or 15 and same then if it's just a pass or fail type of um, check then you would select that option so then when staff would document it they document that pass fail so kind of the behind the scenes of setting that up it's all customizable whether it's a atp test or a uh, with a number or an atp test with a pass fail there you go, Peter. I hope that helps answer your question. Um, another question here for you, Kelly, is how can we take advantage of Service Plus? If people want to learn more information and learn more about Service Plus, how can they find that info and take advantage of that offering? Yep. So they can go to our website, um, census.com, C-N-S-I-S.com, or they can call our help desk, and that number is 888-877-3010. And they can also reach out to their client manager. So if you're a current customer, um, contact your client manager. They can provide information to you. They can connect you with, with me. Um, if you have, just have questions for me about Service Plus and to learn more about that. And if you're not a customer, there again, go to the census.com website or call that phone number and we'll get you connected with someone to learn more about SensorTrack, um, WaterLink, ScopeTrack Advance, all the other products that we have that we offer. Excellent, excellent stuff. So um, that was a that, that was a really great answer, Kelly. And so I encourage everyone, if you do want more Thank information, you. to follow the steps um, that Kelly has outlined there. So also, Alina and Jarvis, um, how has utilizing Census's clinical team really helped you with the efficiencies in your department? How have you seen uh, Census really enable your team to be more efficient? Um, Alina, let's kick this to you first. 
I would say pointing out um, our deficiencies and areas that we need to grow in. Uh, before the clinical team came out, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know how to pull a low compliance. So therefore we were surveyed. We could have been hit on those fallouts. But because the clinical team came out and educated me, I was able to educate our staff, which now we are compliant. And I continue to pull those reports to make sure that we stay compliant, as well as the weights. I didn't know that we had an option to put the weights in the system, which is a requirement as well for surveyors. You need to know the weight. So I feel as if them coming out, it really helps you um, stay compliant with surveyors. And Jarvis, what about you? How has census helped uh, increase efficiencies within your department? Um, a lot of times it's, it's certain things we're looking for to pull out of census track, especially the reports module, trying to understand uh, workflow or, you know, trying to, you know, it's certain things that we want, census, the information that we want, we want certain information from census track. So for us, just, you know, them being able to help us uh, you know, navigate and how to pull the reports or to get the things that we need um, so we can provide the data or whatever we're looking for um, from CensorTrack to, um, you know, we may have to turn a report somewhere and we use the, the productivity report to show how much productivity we've been doing to answer some of the um, action items and things we get back from the uh, vision or national so we can um, answer their questions for them. Well, Alina and Jarvis, uh, it has been a real pleasure having you on this broadcast with us here today. And so thank you so much for all of your time, sharing your expertise with us and sharing a little bit more about um, just the way that Census has helped improve your operations. And so uh, it has been a pleasure. Thank you both so much for joining us here today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And Kelly, thank you for joining me as well from the Census side. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Excellent stuff. And everyone out there, thank you for joining us for this broadcast today. We hope you found it informative and educational. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure having you all along with us. Make sure to go check your email to learn how to get your CE credit for attending this broadcast today. The keyword is expert. So the keyword is expert. Make sure to go check your email that you registered with for this event today, and you will receive an email uh, to get your CE credit. So make sure to do that for coming and attending this broadcast today. And once again, thank you all so much. We'll be back soon with more content coming to you from Census. But for this one, for my excellent panelists today, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us.